The Green Bay Packers are keeping Joe Barry. At least that's what Matt LaFleur told reporters on Monday. He also said he's reached out to Nathaniel Hackett about returning to the Packers. The case for and against bringing those guys back and whether or not we should be concerned that the Packers are leaning too far into what is familiar. All of that on today's show. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for the leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. And when you use the promo code LOCKDOWN, you can get a deposit bonus match up to $100 on that first deposit. It's off-season time. And for the Green Bay Packers, that means a lot of big decisions. We'll know more about the future of Aaron Rodgers in the coming weeks. We'll see if they have opportunities to make changes in the short run. We'll see how they'll maneuver the cap. We'll see what kind of personnel decisions they can make both on their own players and players they can potentially bring in. It's going to be a busy six, eight weeks here before the new league year opens. I guess it's a little more than that even. And we got some clarity right away on the future of Joe Barry. Matt LaFleur said on Monday that Joe Barry will be back, or at least he anticipates Joe Barry being back. That is, I guess, assuming that either A, Joe Barry doesn't want to leave and retire. That could certainly be an option. I mean, maybe Joe Barry decides that. I don't don't think that's totally out of the question. Um, He's been coaching for a long time. Or B, at the 11th hour, Jim Leonard calls, something like that. I mean, that that could happen. I I think if you're Matt LaFleur, you want to keep open that possibility. And maybe he does call at the 11th hour. At this moment, based on the reporting, that doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Um, I've also heard that it doesn't seem like there's momentum in that direction for the Green Bay Packers. I want to I want to put this into some context with the Nathaniel Hackett part of this. As I mentioned at the top, um, Matt LaFleur said he reached out to Nathaniel Hackett about potentially returning to the Packers. There were some hints at giving a play calling and that could be related. Maybe you bring Nathaniel Hackett back um, as the assistant head coach offensive something or other senior consultant and give him play calling. How does that play with Adam Stenovich? I don't know. Maybe you promote Adam Stenovich over Nathaniel Hackett and Nathaniel Hackett comes back as OC with play calling responsibilities that could all be on the table. I want to, I want to frame this with that coming up, but I mentioned this in the, the blurb I wrote about Joe Barry in the leap on Monday, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. I do wonder if this is related to the future of Aaron Rodgers and that the Packers plan is being telegraphed here a little bit because the best case for Joe Barry is continuity, that they were able to take a struggling player in Darnell Savage and actually find the right home for him 
in the slot. He played, I thought, his best game of the season, even with a couple mistakes against the Lions. He also had some big plays against the Lions. He played easily his best three-game stretch of the 2022 season at the end of the year when Joe Barry started to make these adjustments. And and Jason Hershorn, uh, my colleague at The Leap, America's guest, um, he wrote about this at The Leap last week about the changes that were made. And there's two sides of it, right? You get credit for making the changes, but then there has to be a demerit for not making those changes sooner. Now, they they waited until after the bye week. There's really not a ton of time week to week to be making drastic changes, positional changes, all those kinds of things. So, okay, when you look at this defense as it's currently composed, Rashawn Gary is the cornerstone franchise piece. He's an all-pro caliber player. I think he was on his way to a potential all-pro season, certainly a Pro Bowl season, before the unfortunate injury. Kenny Clark is someone who looked much better in the second half. Again, he started off really well, was getting no help in the middle of the year, and then looked like himself in the second half when all of a sudden Jerron Reed, Devontae Wyatt, and TJ Slayton started playing like actual NFL players. And that became a, a real meaningful part of, for the Packers. Jerron Reed had really nice games in the second half of the season. TJ Slayton had some really nice games in the second half of the season. And Devontae Wyatt, I don't know, looks like he's going to be the day one starter if, if you know, some of the maturity questions and professionalism things that Joe Barry mentioned, if they resonate with him and, and he takes that part of this seriously and, and becomes the sort of, you know, soft skill player that they need him to be on field. He has the skills. It's does he have the practice habits? So, okay. That's in place. Quay Walker, Devondre Campbell, that's in place. Your secondary, Darnell Savage is, is back. That option is guaranteed he's going to be on the team. Jair Alexander's on a big money deal. If they're going to wring money out of somewhere, he's got a, a bonus that they can convert and, and save money. I think they're going to do that. And that gets them basically, if they, if they do the full restructure with that bonus, they get under the cap just with that, basically. Russell Douglas is going to be back. Eric Stokes back from this injury. I don't know at what level, but he's going to be back. This defense is going to be back intact. Kingsley Negbari is back. And you add, I think, at 15, which is now what we know the Packers are going to be picking. Can you add a, a premier disruptor? Can you add a pass rusher? I think Preston Smith is going to be back. I think he, you, you want a veteran like that. He's so steady. He's so solid. He's so reliable. Get a rookie in there with Enegbari and let those guys really figure it out. It's, it's a great training ground. And then Rashawn Gary comes back. Like, I don't think we should expect him to be back week one, but let's say he comes back by Halloween. Now, maybe you have four guys that can go hunt the quarterback. Devontae Wyatt takes that year two step. Kenny Clark continues to be Kenny Clark. Devondre Campbell is, is um, not having to hold anyone's hand. You know, Quay Walker was figuring it out in the NFL and was really starting to, on the field, figure it out. He had this really unfortunate brain fart in a big game and got tossed for it. Can't have that. The second time he got tossed, this is like, this doesn't happen. A guy getting tossed twice in the same season. Like, that's that's like Vontez Perfect kind of stuff. And in each case, it's for pushing a, a non-uniformed player. 
So you just have to, you just have to clean that stuff up. You hope that that's a maturity issue that can just be, you know, life can figure some of those things out. We all know people who were, you know, immature at 22. And then it's all of a sudden at 24, 25, 26, totally different people. I know those people, you have friends in college that are like degenerates partying, you know, whatever, not, not responsible at all. And then they get a job and they live in the real world for a year or two. And all of a sudden they're like upstanding citizens who are like joining book clubs. Like that, that's kind of how life works. And I'm not I'm suggesting Quay Walker is, is like, a, you know, your, your degenerate party friend or anything like that. But what I'm saying is people tend to grow and mature as they get older. You hope that, you know, just a little bit more poise in the moment and you can really get excited about the trajectory of his season. The last month, he played some of his best football that he has ever played in his life, like looked better at times than he's ever looked, than he ever looked at Georgia. That is rare, by the way, for a player to be better in the NFL than they were in college, given the the, the relative talent, like usually players who are awesome in college you're just not going to be awesome in the pros. There are way fewer players who are awesome in the pros than who are awesome in college because there's 150 million teams in college football. And like six of them are good as evidenced by Monday night, Georgia absolutely putting a beat down on TCU. Like Quay Walker wasn't even the starter full time. So the case for Joe Barry, this was all part of the Joe Barry discussion is you're going to bring your defense back. So why not bring them back in the defense that they played, in roles that they've played, and hope that this continuity, now they're figuring out the communication, they're tackling better, they're rallying to the ball better. Everyone's role feels a little bit more defined. Now, what do you do with Adrian Amos? They can actually bring him back in that $5, 6000000 million range and have the same cap number than they would just letting him walk because of the void years. My guess is they will try and bring him back on a one-year deal in that range, maybe even a two-year deal in that range because you'd rather have him and pay him than not have him and pay him, even if I do think his play declined last year. Maybe you draft a safety. Maybe you move Russell Douglas to safety because of Eric Stokes. Maybe you leave Russell Douglas where he is because it's really nice to have three guys who can play on the boundary. Russell Douglas, especially if they're going to play more cover two, that's great. Squat corner all day. He can do that. And that makes things a lot easier. That's the case for keeping this thing the same. And as I mentioned, the continuity with Aaron Rodgers makes sense. If you're going to go to Jordan Love, I think there is a case there to say, okay, find a new voice, someone that can grow with the team. It's going to be soft reset. You move on from Aaron Rodgers. You move on from David Bakhtiari. And, you know, some of these maybe other players maybe move on from Preston Smith. It's a soft reset. And you feel like you can be competitive this year, um, in 2023, that is, but not a Super Bowl contender. And then in a year or two down the line, that's when, you know, you're really, you're really seeing the dividends being paid. And that's when this defensive coordinator is really hitting their stride. I think there's some wisdom in that. So I'll be interested to see if it does seem like there's a connection here. If, if we get the announcement, you know, public facing, it seems like. We are going to see the Packers try and bring back Aaron Rodgers. Now, whether Aaron Rodgers wants to be back is a different thing. Whether there's a trade to be had, whether the New York Jets make a call, whether the Carolina Panthers or the Washington Commanders, these other teams make phone calls and, and make offers. Because I do think, you know, we've heard over the last two years 
Teams have been interested. I still think a team would be interested in Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. Like they make the commanders a legit contender in the NFC in 2023. They make the Jets. He makes the Jets a legit contender in 2023 in the AFC right away. And the Dolphins, who knows what Tua Tungavailoa's future is. He might, he might not be there. It might be Tom Brady. It might be Aaron Rodgers. Would they be willing to make a move like that? Especially if Tua says, I can't do this anymore. Three concussions in a season. This is craziness. And frankly, I kind of hope that's what he does. Or maybe he takes a year off. Like I'm, I'm worried about Tua. So it's a, it's a really fascinating thing where I think a lot of this stuff is interconnected and their approach to these decisions are interconnected. So that means the sooner the better for Aaron Rodgers, the sooner the better that he wants to make a decision on all of this. Matt LaFleur said they're going to meet this week and have more conversations. There was already an initial conversation. We'll see. That's, that's all we can say right now. We'll see because that's where we are. All right, today's episode brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks Daily Fantasy made easy. You don't have to beat 5,000 other people in a, a pool. That's not what Prize Picks is. All you have to do is beat the Prize Picks number. Aaron Jones rushing yards, Aaron Rodgers passing yards, Giannis uh, rebounds, or um, LaMelo ball assists. They have a million sports. All you have to do is decide if you think that player is going to go and create more or less than the prize picks number. You put a couple players together, you've got a lineup. Bang, done. All you have to do is be right about the number. And prize picks picks the number. That's the best part. You don't have to do it. You don't have to you don't have to set it. They do. And you can win up to 10 times your money. Use the promo code locked on and you can get 100% instant deposit match up to $100 on that first deposit. Locked on gets you that up to 100% deposit match. Put in 100 bucks, they'll give you 100 bucks. Put in 50, they'll give you 50. Why won't you put in 100? Prize picks, daily fantasy made easy. Go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Meet with an expert who will do them for you. TurboTax experts can relieve you from the stress of taxes and file for you so you can do not taxes. Show your eyes things that are not taxes. Unpack a moving box of not taxes. Taste not taxes. Sing not taxes a lullaby. Hope not taxes sleeps through the night. Grab a saddle and ride not taxes into the sunset. You get the idea here. With TurboTax, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish, ensuring your taxes are done right, guaranteed, so you can relax. Feels good to be done with your taxes, doesn't it? Come to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Intuit TurboTax full service products only video meeting with experts. Does your taxes is required. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. And thanks for making Locked on Packers your first listen every day. Subscribe to Locked on NFL to get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday. And Monday, local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes. Locked on NFL available on YouTube wherever you get podcasts. So, Nathaniel Hackett, there's some interest from Matt LaFleur to bring Nathaniel Hackett back. And Matt LaFleur also said he thought about giving up play calling because it would allow him to manage more things. I actually wrote about this um, back in 2015 because Mike McCarthy 
famously or infamously, depending on your perspective, gave up play calling after the 2014 debacle in the AFC Championship game. I guess it was the year 2015, but it was the 2014 season, right? And the reason he did that was because some bad fourth down decision making, some very conservative gameplay. And the idea from Mike McCarthy was, I want to be able to make a decision on fourth down and not have to worry about also picking the perfect play, then relaying it in the headset and giving whatever information I need to do to the quarterback. Now, what I heard from coaches who had called plays was, um, I would never give it up. And a, a coach who's good at it should never give it up. That's what Steve Mariucci told me. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. Brian Billick and I talked about it. And it was fascinating to hear these guys talk about, you know, there's so much information that goes into those moments. And I talked to Mike Holmgren about it. And that was, by the way, that was very, very cool. Um, and shout out to Don Banks, um, rest in peace, who was a terrific journalist at Sports Illustrated. He connected me with Mike Holmgren and I got to have that conversation. Um, and if you have a good play caller, you should lean in on that good play caller. If you look at Nathaniel Hackett, Justin Outen over the last few weeks looked like a far better play caller than Nathaniel Hackett. So Nathaniel Hackett was not even the best play caller on the Denver Broncos. I find it pretty unlikely he's going to be the best play caller in Green Bay. And if Matt LaFleur thought Nathaniel Hackett was the best play caller in Green Bay, he would have made Nathaniel Hackett the play caller in Green Bay. So what kind of advantage is it to getting Matt LaFleur to think in different kinds of ways, to be more engaged in fourth down decision making, to maybe be more engaged in special teams meetings or on defense? I love that idea in a vacuum. Mike Tomlin, he just lets his guys do the thing. Brian Flores, you go do it. Matt Canada, you go do it. Now, maybe he should help Matt Canada out a little bit because that offense is a horror show in terms of schematics, but he can do that because he's not prepping game plans every week. He's not prepping call sheets every week. He's not thinking about third down calls. He's thinking about some of these bigger picture things. And I do think there's value in the overseer. Because we hear stories of Mike Tomlin, okay, the offense is, strugg is struggling. He can spend the week in the offensive meeting rooms making sure that that's buttoned up. Oh, the defense is struggling. There's value in that. But I don't think there's so much value in that that it bears giving up the responsibilities to an inferior play caller just to have that benefit. If anything, what I would want to do is say, Nathaniel Hackett, you're going to come in and be a senior a consultant, assistant head coach. That's your responsibility. That's what you are going to do. You are going to be the guy who floats in and out of offensive and defensive meeting rooms. They, they hired Aubrey, Aubrey Pleasant to do that, a defensive coach to come help with the offense. Spoiler alert, it didn't really help, at least in the passing game. I think if you bring in Nathaniel Hackett and then you have Aubrey Pleasant, now you have these two guys who are established, respected assistants who can be your eyes and ears and who can be sort of these nebulous floater types. That is what makes more sense to me. But now combine these two stories that we've talked about on today's show. Nathaniel Hackett coming back and Joe Barry returning. 
it it makes me a little concerned. I think there's there's value in bringing Nathaniel Hackett back, especially if Aaron Rodgers is coming back in in a one year sample size, and then he can be valuable to Jordan Love. He knows Jordan Love. If that is the is the route they go, I think Nathaniel Hackett is a good coach. Nathaniel Hackett is a really well respected coach, and there are a lot of people in the league who thought Nathaniel Hackett in in I almost said Seattle in Denver was going to work. That, that that was going to be a good marriage, that he was going to be a good coach, energy, enthusiasm, intelligence, a, a great teacher. He connected with players. Players love Nathaniel Hackett. But it's the, the maintenance of the status quo is really what it is. And the Packers this past offseason did this. And I thought, in retrospect, very much to their detriment, Joe Barry, I get it. He gets another year. But no changes on the staff, really. Um, offensively, you just promote everybody. So you don't have new ideas. Now, I know you have a quarterback who is a little reticent to new ideas at times. But you can't, you can't have a team that continues to come up short and think that the status quo is enough. Now, let's let's just say that Matt LaFleur reached out to Cliff Kingsbury, who was fired yesterday. Let's just say I don't I don't think there's a market difference in talent between Nathaniel Hackett and Cliff Kingsbury. I actually think you can probably make the case Nathaniel Hackett as a coach, is the more desirable of them because we know established coach in the NFL, forging relationships and, and having some success as an offensive coordinator, non-play caller. Cliff Kingsbury doesn't have that same track record. And in fact, the opposite seems to be true that he and his quarterback never really seemed to be on the same page. We're not getting along, was not forging those relationships, at least with the players maybe with the owners because he got the extension and then got the boot. But at least bringing in Cliff or calling Cliff would signal to me a tacit understanding by Matt LaFleur and this organization that what they've been doing is not the right thing, clearly. Like, I think you could dismiss 2019. 49ers are better. 2020, okay, now you have a problem because you were the better team. 2021, now you have a big problem because that's two years, home playoff games against inferior opponents, and you lose. And in the second game especially because your offense can't get on track. 16 points against the worst defense in football in a do-or-die, essentially a playoff game at home, under the bright lights. And you think the idea is just, if you just, let's just run this all back? For what? No, there needs to be roster turnover. And there needs to be, whether it's coaching turnover, I'm not saying fire a bunch of coaches, but a process evaluation. I am, I am longtime listeners of the show probably get sick of me talking about, especially in the offseason, and especially around draft time, process. Process, 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 process over outcome. 
And Matt LaFleur said he was excited to dig into the offseason and figure out new ways to try and tackle these problems. Well, last year, the new way to tackle those problems was to empower your quarterback whose skills have clearly diminished and to play an offense that more closely mirrors the kind of offense he wants to run. That's not the best thing for the team. Bringing Nathaniel Hackett back only emboldens that strategy and that quarterback to take more of the identity of the offense. When I think the answer is to go the other way, to lean more into the Matt LaFleur part of it, which is why so many of us are ready to see Jordan Love. Because then I think we'd see the Matt LaFleur offense in all of its glory. So, like I said, I'm not even advocating that, that Cliff Kingsbury is a better coach than Nathaniel Hackett or that the Packers actually go get Cliff. What I'm saying is hearing that that, would be, that, would, that that was on the table. We haven't heard that, by the way. But if I had heard that, I would go, oh, they get it. They need a shakeup. This is not working. Something needs to change. There needs to be a, a, whether it's, you know, it doesn't need to be foundational or some paradigmatic change, but there needs to be something from a process standpoint that makes you go, okay, this is definitely different now compared to last year. What is that thing? What is that thing? Does that thing exist? Like, like everything right now, the answer is we'll see. Today's episode brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one sports source for all of your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to basketball. Uh, we've got baseball coming up, pitchers and catchers. Report before you know it. I'm telling I say that every time, but that's true. Um, at the soccer. Euro soccer all over the place. If you love sports, you will love Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to get all of your betting info and all of your bets off. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet Online, where the game starts. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Make your second listen Locked On NFL. Bring you the local insights you love to the national spotlight with daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories. Locked On NFL available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. So. Okay, uh, no opponent Wednesday or pro- opponent Thursdays. Uh, we will have Lily Zhao tomorrow. It will be our last Zhao you doing Wednesday for a while. We will still have her back periodically over the offseason for new listeners. Um, the offseason is going to change the format of the show a little bit just because we don't have um, Lily every Wednesday. We won't have crossovers every Thursday. I actually kind of want to do some more lives, but. Um, We'll see where we can get with all of that. Plenty of stuff to dig into this week. Free agents, decision-making that they have to do there. Salary cap, what does that look like? What does it look like with Aaron Rodgers? What doesn't it look like? Players like Alan Lazard, um, who are going to be free agents, what do they do there? Um, So there's a lot of in-house stuff that we can talk about before we get to the wild, wild west of the new league year and those decisions and all of that. So plenty, plenty. Plenty to get to over the coming weeks. And the combine is like a month away. So we'll get to start draft process stuff in earnest. I'm going to start my draft prep today. Start watching the tape. Start start taking my notes. notes start doing my research. All of the fun stuff. It starts now. We, we're not going to start talking draft a ton for a little while. 
Though our first mock draft Monday is going to be next Monday. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up, uh, you can on Twitter. You can do that on Facebook. Anytime you want to come hang out with us live, we will be going live periodically throughout the season, um, the offseason, excuse me, on our YouTube page uh, to stay Locked on Packers.